Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank and exhort you at this hour. We give you praise, glory, and adoration. We want to say, God, you are a faithful God. And your word is life and spirit. We just pray, God, that even as we declare your word right now, there will be effectual working in the life of the listeners, the transformation that is most needed, bringing so-called God to those who are hurting, giving joy to those who are in sorrow, and lifting people out whatever dungeon they find themselves. By reason of your word, it gives life for God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. All right. So, our main text is still Romans 15, verse number 4. Romans 15, verse number 4. That's what we're dealing with. So, for whatever things we are written, after time, that is before time, we are written for our learning. That we through patience, that's my emphasis this morning, and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That no matter what happens, there is something that you got to learn, and, and as I'm going to explain this, you'll be able to come to that place that no matter what situation you find yourself, there is not just hope. But then you need one element that enables you to endure for a period of time for that promise to come to pass. And that is called patience. When God makes promises, when God makes promises, most times he doesn't just jump up instantly. Amen? Hallelujah. God can give you a promise and it could take a couple of weeks, a couple of months, perhaps even a year for it to come to pass. But you need one element, one special key for you to realize those promises that he has made. You need patience. And the Bible is telling us that when you go through what the scriptures read and the promises of God, this element needs to walk in your life. Whatever hope you have it, Whatever prayers you have offered about your wife, about your husband, about your family, about your finances. And you are sure because when you pray, God gives you the answer. You are certain that God is going to answer this prayer. God certainly will answer. Even if the answer has not come instantly, you need patience to hold on to that hope. That sooner than later, the promises of God will come to pass because you pray according to the scriptures. The Bible says if we pray according to his will, he heareth us. So when you go into prayers, you pray about your wife, your wife, your husband, whatever, your business, and things that didn't seem to have come through, but you know you prayed according to the will of God. You need patience to hold on. Until the hope of the realization of that prayer that you have offered, that is suddenly going to come to pass. There is a place for learning. Learning is not something you just do now. When you learn, it takes time for you to get the reward of what you're learning. Hallelujah. And then that takes you to the place of patience. In whatever situation. Now, you, you don't go, for instance, you don't go to 
schooled and then you graduate in the next few days. Think about before you get a degree, for instance, they're all learning from primary to secondary, whatever. You are going through a period of time. All of those things are period. You are trying to obtain something which is called a degree that will open doors for you for business or for work or whatever life you are going to be living that is better than the life you're living now. But the learning process is not something that is done overnight. It takes time. Hallelujah. And so when you look at the scripture, look at people also who have passed through some, some situations in the scripture. So the Bible said, we have to learn from those people. So you look at the time of David, for instance. The period he had to go through, even though God has anointed him as a king, he still had to be running all over the place, running through the wilderness, trying to hide from Saul. We got to learn from people like that. That's patient. You know, he's not going to deny himself that he's not a king. Neither the promise that God made unto him was not true. No. He wasn't going to conclude, oh no, God deceived me. He said, I'm a king, but here am I in the wilderness. No. He's not going to do that. We read last week how he went to the house of Laban. Nada, rather. Abigail's husband. Remember that? How the man turned him down. Here was a whole king anointed by God begging for food. Think about that. He sent the servant to go and meet Nadab and say, you speak to him in my name that I need some food. I have been protecting his animals. I mean, whatever, from hands. But think about that. The man turned down the request. Now, that wouldn't make David say, I'm not a king or God has deceived me. No. There is patience in coming to that place that God has ordained for his life. Can I hear an amen to me? Yeah, so there's a place for learning from the people who have gone through this process. We've got to understand that. Think about the children of Israel coming all the way from Egypt, spending 40 years in the wilderness. Those who are going to have the patience, so many of them could not go through. Why? They lack patience. Is your husband so stubborn? Think about it. Have you prayed about it? Have patience. Amen. This man will turn around when you least expect it. Remember one thing. You can change people. God does. You can change anybody. No matter what you do. Even if you try to fight your wife or fight your husband, fight your children, whatever. You can change anybody. It's God that does that. So have you prayed about it? Keep it up there. Have hope. Have patience. This man will change. This woman will change. Keep it up there. Amen. Hallelujah. So the word patient is very important. Hupononin in the in the Greek, and it means cheerful or hopeful endurance. Cheerful or hopeful endurance. Meaning, when you are enduring, when you have patience. You got to be joyful in the midst of the fact that you have not even got to the result of what you wanted. Hallelujah. There is this thing that accompanies your hope. And it's called cheerfulness. It's called being hopeful. By implication, you prayed. Things have not come. What is your countenance? What is your look right now? Because you have not gotten the result. But the Bible is saying, having prayed, having a hope, you have to live with cheerfulness. You have to be happy in your heart. As a matter of fact, the conviction that this is going to come to pass gives you joy already. 
That means when you pray, you come to that place of say, oh God, thank you because I know this is going to come to pass. Praise the living God. You got to walk and live with cheerfulness, with hope. That's what I mean. Cheerful and hopeful endurance. You got to be constant. There's constancy that follows it. In other words, you don't break your hope. You don't break that conviction. You don't break the cheerfulness that you have based on what you are expecting. By trying to become sorrowful, trying to become solemn, beginning to complain. No, you don't by no means. You keep your cheerfulness, you keep your faith, you keep your hope, realizing that God who made the promises based on your prayers is not going to fail you. Hallelujah. So it means enduring, it means patient, it means continuance, it means waiting. That's patient. Ability to wait. Glory to God. Has God made a promise to you? God wants you to wait. It's not going to fail you. It's not going to disappoint you. Hallelujah. Has he given you one word? It may take time for it to come to pass. Within this period, God expects you to live with cheerfulness in your heart. Expect you to live with conviction of hope. And the understanding that this thing is going to come gives you joy. Hallelujah. You will just be happy all the time. People will be wondering what is making you to be happy. They can't understand. You have a conviction. You have a hope that this prayer I prayed, this thing I'm looking for, this thing I told God about, God is going to bring it to pass. It gives you cheerfulness. It gives you hope. You have the ability to wait. You're not going to be in a hurry to do what you're not supposed to do. Amen. Praise the living God. And so you see, that is something, though we always see it from the perspective of Abraham, after God gave him the promise, remember, it was actually Sarah, I would say, that could not have the patience to wait for that promise to come to pass. So what did she do? She got to speak to Abraham to go to Haggai, to go to Ishmael, because she lacked patience. At that point. Because she was wondering. Maybe she was looking at her age. How old am I now? How long am I going to stay before I get the child? Yes I know God said it. But this could be the method. Because you know what? Every servant, slave. Given to the women. This was given to her. Genesis chapter 20. Remember that? Good. Amen. Yes. It's also the child of the home. Every slave child born is a child of the home. So we can make this child. Because I'm old. She was thinking about her age. And said, okay, Hagar is younger. And Hagar can easily bring forth the promises of God. So she couldn't wait. She lacked patience. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying now? She lacked patience. And so she told the man, that is my maid. I mean, my house help. Or my slave girl. Go into her. And let's make the child. God has given the promise. It can come to pass through her. Of course, they got Hagar. But God said, no, that's not it. That is why they tell people, what is spiritual? Spiritual is what God promises. Spiritual is not what you work out, no matter how you do it. Anything that is spiritual is what God promises. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So when you go to Galatians 4, you begin to see, we talk about Hagar, talking about the carnal thing, the natural Israel, and compared to the promises of God, which is spiritual Israel. So what was the promise of God? Isaac. 
So, when we talk about walking by the Spirit, understand that. You walk by the leading and the promises of God. That's how you walk by the Spirit. When God says a thing, you stay in consonant with that. You have your patience to wait for what God says. And in, in doing that, you are walking in the Spirit. Because you are walking in the promises of God. Amen? Alright. So, that's what it means to wait. So, hey God, I mean, Sarah couldn't wait. Sarah lacked patience. And that's what God is instructing us this morning. Has God made any promise to you? Do you believe God has said something about you or to you or about your children or your family? Are you convinced about that? And do you start feeling it has delayed? No. I'm asking you this morning to have patience. Amen. Just hold on. The God who made a promise is going to bring you to pass. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now let me show you something here. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 25. I love this story so much. Because of great help to me anytime I read through it. And anytime I remember this man, Simeon. And I get maybe afflicted or attacked, whatever. I always have that conviction. God who gave Simeon a word. He lived to see it. That same God who gave me a word years back, I'm going to live to see it. The word that God gives to you sustains your life. The word that God gives to you keeps you going. No matter the oppression or the attack of the enemy, you're going to continue living. Why? Because there's a word hanging over your life. Amen? Now let's read this. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Now, for this, the story is, they brought they brought Jesus to be dedicated right in the temple. That's the background to the story. Is that okay? So Joseph and Mary, they brought Jesus to be dedicated or whatever, as the case may be, or named the way you want to do it, or whatever. So that was the background to the story. That was the background to the story. So now, the Bible says, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And I like that. He was waiting for the consolation. And that was a patient. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you with me? Luke chapter 2. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The word waiting there also means the word patient. Is that okay? Are we here together? Good. Now. Why is it consolation? That means God made a promise. God spoke about something that's about to come. And now, this man was old. But yet he was waiting. Hallelujah. He was waiting. Why was he waiting? Because God said it. God made a promise to Israel. He had it. He knew it. He was living right in Jerusalem. And then he was waiting. Look at that. So he got patient. And then he talks about waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him. This is key as well. When you are waiting, when you are in the realm of patience, when you come to the place of the Holy, I mean, of the promises of God, you continue to walk in alignment with the Holy Spirit. It's always so important. Always be sure you are in tune, you are in communion with the Holy Spirit. Don't miss it anytime. Always be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Try to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
try to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. He gives you instructions sometimes that pave way to the promises that he has made. Amen. All right. Look at the next one. And it was revealed to him. This is the key. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that she not see death before he has seen the lost Christ. Praise God. Hey, are we here people of God? God said there's going to be consolation. Israel is going to come out of this kind of bad situation. I'm going to send a Messiah. I'm going to send a deliverer. That was a consolation. Why was it consolation? Because they were under the oppression of the Roman Empire. Remember this time Herod was there? I mean, Pilate was ruling, right? So they were paying taxes to Rome. And so they were waiting for consolation. How long are we going to be? How are we going to continue to be paying taxes to Rome? Whatever the case may be. So they were waiting for that promise. God said, no, I'm going to bring a deliverer. I'm going to bring a savior. Hallelujah. And now he heard that. But a good part of the story is God specifically told him, even though you are old, Uncle Francis, you are going to see the promises of God. Hallelujah. You will see it before you die. That alone can sustain you. When others are dying, you can still be alive. Are you following me? So, you don't think about your age. You think about what God says about you. You don't think about your circumstance. You think about what God says in that situation you find yourself. That is how to walk with the Holy Ghost. You should be able to know part time. What God is saying concerning your situation and the circumstance that you find yourself. Praise the living God. The Holy Ghost revealed to him that he should not sit dead before he has seen the Lord Christ. There are some things God says you will see ever before you pass on. And no power can stop you from doing that. There are some amount of money God intends you to handle before you leave this world. No power can stop you from getting to that. Whether you are old, whether you are aging, it makes no difference. If God wants you to be a millionaire, you can be a millionaire for even just six months of the rest of your life. It could be one year. It makes no difference. What I want you to understand, thank you Jesus, there's restoration for some people in your business areas. Right now as I speak, there is restoration your business is being restored and you're going to handle the kind of money that you least expected in the name of Jesus Christ every promise God makes to you keeps you going I am saying the devil can't kill you witches and wizards can't kill you why? like you see the case of Simeon here God said you will see before you die so tell me where the devil is going to come from. Practically impossible. No matter what happened. We are talking of the comfort and the hope and patience of what? Of the scriptures. That's it with the word of God. Hallelujah. Alright. Verse 27. I pray God will start speaking to somebody. As I pray God will start speaking to somebody. May God start giving you some promises which are personal to your life. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. May God start speaking some words to you about your sicknesses that he wants to heal you of even now in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is very crucial. This is very crucial. You see, let me say this. How powerful the word of God is. All of you, some of you here know our brother, Bishop Tutu, right? Yeah. We had a conversation just a few days ago. He was traveling on the way back, I mean, from Ghana, and all of a sudden, he was attacked by this tooth or whatever, pain seriously, and on the way, the whole thing was expanding, he can't even talk, whatever. He has to branch out the Benin Republic, was admitted for about three days, right? And then from there, they referred him to Lagos and all that. But the things were not coming down. Nothing was happening. And then something hit him quickly. Go back to the scriptures. He went back to the scriptures and began to recite and quote and declare by his stripe, I'm a healed and so on and so forth. As soon as he went back to the scriptures, everything went off. Healing came. Hallelujah. Healing came. He was telling me, can you hear my voice? I just finished preaching the message. But I'm telling you, I couldn't even drink water. I couldn't eat. Without the medication, nothing was happening. Until I get back, the spirit said, go back to the word. And I went back to the word. You'll not be able to come to that place of walking with the Holy Spirit sometime. If he gives you a word, I'm telling you the truth. God is going to preserve your life. He's going to save you even in the midst of dangers. Amen. All right, so here we find this man, verse 27. Hallelujah. The world is still ringing. There's going to be restoration. There's going to be restoration. There's going to be restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Verse 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. He came by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. That is to say, he was not in the temple when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus. He was in there. He wasn't informed. Oh, glory. Are you following what I'm saying? So, he came to the temple by the Spirit. You are not going to miss the appointed time for you. What God wants you to see, you are not going to miss the appointed time. Glory to God. They came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parent brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took him up in his hands and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Hallelujah. Remember, he told him, you are not going to die until you see the consolation of Israel. And it was our time you go to the temple. He went to the temple. In a, oh, now I know why I was asked to come to the temple. It's because of this child. Now this is the consolation of who? Of Israel. Okay, God, now, now that I have seen the fulfillment of your promises, can I go? This man was begging for death because of the promises of God. He was begging death to come. Are you following what I'm talking about? We are afraid of death, but here is a man begging for death and death was not coming. Why? Because there was one word hanging upon his head. You will see the consolation of Israel. Praise the living God. Are you see here? 
according to your word. So can you let me go now? That means the key to death, the door to the room of death was locked against Simeon. You can't enter. You are not dying. I have a word over your life. And that is to see the consolation of Israel. And until that happen, you are not dying. Come on. Can I tell you something? Some of you here listening to me. Some of you here looking at me. Your life is in the hands of God. If you can get one word from the Lord, you are going to fulfill your days on this earth. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be worried about anything. If you need to be worried, be worried about what God ever tells you. What is he saying? What has he instructed you? What is he instructing you all to do? Praise the living God. Amen? Are you following what I'm saying? You know what? When we have the discussion this morning, I couldn't say anything. Because you see, it's a difficult thing if you're walking by the Spirit. Difficult. I'll give you a story here some time ago. I was sitting down here. I looked back on me. I saw the, the, the Spirit just said, look back. I looked back. I saw a sister sitting right here. And he said, pay her rent. Remember that. I mean, how am I going to go into consultation now with my wife? Of course, even at that time, I don't even have the money. I don't have the money. And I, I looked at the sister and said, see me on Tuesday. Since I came to the office on Tuesday, a widow sat before me. And that same Tuesday, very early in the morning, somebody walked in my office and gave me an envelope. The exact amount the sister needed to pay up the rent. Now, how am I going to go consult my wife now? Praise God, somebody. Come on, are you getting what I'm talking about? Say, these things, we can't legislate them. We can't legislate them. If you're walking by the Spirit, you can't legislate certain things. You know what? When God asks you to do certain things, it's because He wants to open a door for you. Do you understand that? He doesn't just tell you to do stuff. He wants to open a door for you. I told you some time ago, I was all the way in Malaysia. What the Lord said, sow seed to Kobus in South Africa. I went to the internet. I have to sow seed to Kobus. I mean, what I'm trying to make you understand is this. There are certain things God will ask you to do because of what he wants to do. I gave you a story here two weeks ago. A missionary on the field that I don't know on the internet. And the Lord said, sow his seed into his life. How to sow 10,000 10, naira into the guy's life. And the guy started praying for me. And the next thing God will say, you sowed into your life. And remember, I told you instantly it was after that seed that I was attacked with this check infection. How many of you remember that? Who knows if it was just that simple obedience that God delivered me with? You can tell. Walking by the Spirit is so paramount as a child of God. Praise the living God. So, when you hear the word of God, when you receive instruction from God, stay by what God said. And God is telling this man, I mean, he came to the place and said, can you let me go now? You've been talking to me. You told me when I see the consolation, I can die. Now I've seen the consolation of Israel. So can I go? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise the living God. Let's take another scripture along that line. Patient of the scripture. Woo. Feel like jumping. Something is heavy on my inside. Come on. Can I let you know this? If God says a word to you, 
He is going to bring it to pass. <laughs> Luke chapter 5, verse number 1. Mm. Luke 5, verse number 1. The Bible says, it came to pass that as people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gethsemane. This is Jesus Christ now. And saw two sheep standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he should thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and told the people out of the ship. Now, when he has left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep. And lay down your necks for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night <laughs> and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, I thy word, I will lay down the nets. Remember, they walked all night. And one thing so important about this is that Peter was not a novice in fishing. My dad was a fisherman. I remember when I was small, he used to take me in the canoe, take me to the high sea. They know when ships move. I mean, fishes move and they know the route that they take. I mean, this is what they know how to do. They are used to it. So, he was not a novice. How come he walked all night, he caught nothing? That's what I want you to see. It's not that he went there to experiment the first time. No. This man has been doing fishing and he knows when fishes move. He knows what time, what area, whatever the case may be. He tried all that all night. Nothing happened. Empty. Now they were just, okay, well, we've lost it all. Washing our net. And he came and said, can I have your boat? This way is so crucial. If Jesus is asking you to release yourself to him, don't hesitate. Can I use your boat? Can I have your boat? Anything God wants to use from you to propagate the gospel, it will turn out to your own increase at the end of the day. He got the boat and was the next thing. He finished the message and then he said, can you go and launch her into the deep? So we've tried all night. By implication, even the deep you're talking about, we've been there. <laughs> As fishermen, we know we know where fish is supposed to be, school of fish, whatever the case may be. We've tried all that, but I that word. I'm gonna do that. It's important you obey instructions from the spirit. It's important you just follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. So, what's the next thing we see here? Look at verse 6. And when the hands done. When they had this done, they enclosed what? A great multitude of fishes and their net would break. I die word. The emptiness of all through the night turned out to be something that they have to ask people to help them to gather the fish into the boat. Why? Because they gave them a word. So there is productivity in the word of God. There's comfort of the scriptures. 
if you can hear one word from him, if you can receive the instruction the scripture is giving to you, if you can just read your Bible, have understanding of what God is saying, there is productivity, there is abundance, there is supply, whatever it is, it comes to you. Hear Peter, at that word, we are going to lay down the night. And that's exactly what they did. Praise the living God. Let me take this final word for you. I need you to go back and meditate on what I'm trying to say. Psalm 119, verse 157. Hallelujah. Many are my persecutors and my enemies, yet do I not decline from their testimonies. Try another translation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Don't allow persecution to turn you away from God's word. Don't allow oppression to turn you away from God's word. You having a problem in your marriage? What did God say? Hallelujah. You having difficulties? With your husband, with your wife, what did God say? Don't allow persecution, don't allow oppression to turn you away from the word of God. No matter what happened, stay on with the word. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. No matter what is going on, stay on with the word. David said, I've gone through a lot. But no matter what is going on, I can't turn away from your word. I'm staying with your word. I'm going to hold on to your word. Praise the living God, somebody. And that's the way God intends you to live. No matter what is going on, what is God saying? Now we're in a very dire situation in this country. But what is God saying? What is God's word? <laughs> what is he saying to his beloved ones? What is the promises of God concerning you? I told you here this the other time. I said the same thing to Bonnie last week. If God knew and maybe want to believe that this country is going to sink, God will not ask me to come back to this country when I have opportunity to leave this country. The fact that God asks me to come back tells me this country is surviving. Because how will it bring me to a death situation? No. Hallelujah. Everything was ready. I keep on telling you. Everything. You know him. He provided a garage. Say, I know. I mean, I listened to you. I heard about you. Monia Smithing. Come. Do your ministry. Here's my garage. Start the ministry there. Anything can happen. That's a place for you to stay. I packed everything. 2008. Went to South Africa. We did all of those things with the lawyers and the attorneys and all of those things. To get everything registered, I was supposed to work for him in court as one of the ministries. I mean, ministers in ministry. And the Lord said, I didn't send you to South Africa. Get back home. And I keep on telling you. Like I told them over there, Bonnie, you are enjoying these facilities here. If I haven't listened to God to come back home, you won't have this place in Bonnie. You won't have it. If God have not spoken to me and said, send him there. This is a place we are supposed to structure. Put a place there. Start a school, private school for Maxwell and the wife. Is that okay? 
Everything was ready. When Tyre told him, can't you tell your dad to bring the ministry here? I love his message. And that's all. And he came to me and said, Tyre wants the message over there in Bonnie Island. I said, give me some time. That same night, I saw him entering that bachelor that I prepared for him to start the school. A man walked in there, he was just looking at me, white. No matter where God normally appears to me. He was on white, white short, everything white, white beards, looked at me. And you say, see that boy there? I said, yeah, that guy is supposed to be living with the Bible and not with the chalk. Let him go. And that's all. Woke up the next day and say, Matra, get your load and go to Bonnie Island. The word of God will not fail. Go see what is going on there. People are surprised. Ten years of ministry in that land. Men are still surprised. In fact, some people said it's using jazz. But God's word is truly jazz. Hallelujah. It's stronger than ordinary jazz. This is real jazz. You follow what I'm talking about? Go see what is going on there. And that's the point. If I didn't obey God to come back, you wouldn't be here. This structure wouldn't be here. This land wouldn't be here. Is anybody listening to what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. Are we here? No matter the persecution, but in the midst of that, we've gone through a lot, you must understand. But whether or not, God's word is sure. It's yea and it's amen. And say, my antagonists are too many to count. But I don't swear from the direction you gave. Oh, glory to God. I am not going to turn away from the direction you gave me. I'm not going to turn away because of so many things. No, I'm going to stay on. Get it right. But the question will always come. No matter the number of things or whatever thing God tells you. I mean, as long as you're a human being, you're not going to have trouble. You will always have trouble. But keep this in your mind. Don't be swayed from the word of God. From the direction I was given. From the focus is given to you. Stay on and live by the word. Hallelujah. Look at 158. Go in this box. I took one look at the quitters. I was filled with logic. They walked away from your promises as casually. I looked at the quitters. <laughs> you can be a quitter. You are not going to reject God because of persecution. And they'll be saying, I look at these people who quit because of persecution. I look at people who renounce you. I look at people who decide not to be Christians anymore because of persecution. And I just laughed at them. They walked away casually because of trouble. Man, you are not going to look their promises because of trouble. Amen? No matter what happens, you are not going to lose it. You are not going to miss it. You are staying on. I'm speaking faith to you this morning. You are staying on. No matter what is going to happen, God is still going to be God. The three Hebrew children said, no, even if you put us in the fire, God is still going to be God. If God likes, let him deliver us. If you like, let him not deliver us. We will renounce God. Hallelujah. And look at this. I took a look at the quitters, those who quit because of persecution. I was filled with loathing. 
it angered me because it's like they don't see they are not seeing what I'm seeing they have no understanding of what I have it loves me I feel bad about it they walked away from your promises and so casually so casually they walked away and some of you you see at the point at which you are going to get to what God says that's where you are going away that's why you need patience of the scriptures are you following me now yeah, you are just about arriving. You are just about getting to the point of victory. You are just about getting to the points of supply. And then you're walking away because you lacked patience. It took patience for David to stay on. And that's what he's saying. Those who casually walked away, they never have what patience which we are dealing with this morning. Patience of the scriptures is so vitally important. It could be the last moment. It could be at the point of where all you're waiting for all these years is about to come. It's about moment. Your pregnancy is just about to come. It's about time. Think about that. For you to give birth to a baby, you're going to take nine months. You need patience to wait for the nine months. And once it is time, yes, the baby, the baby is going to come out. Hallelujah. The promises of God are like seeds. You must allow the seed to develop. You must allow seed to grow. There's a time of gestation. There's a time for that development. Don't quit because of the pains. Don't get it aborted because of pressure. Allow the moons to mature. Get patient in your life. What are the promises God has made to you? What are the promises God has made to your family? No. If you look at the quitters, don't be like the quitters. David said, I hold on to the promises you gave to me. When I looked at the quitters, I loved them. They gradually walked away. That is the thing. You may not even know when you are gradually walking away from the promises of God. Sometimes the mind can so deceive you. You're walking away from the promises of God unknown to you. And that will have been the last moment, the very moment you hit what God has promised you. Hold on to faith. Hold on to the promises. Have patience so that you can have the reward of the promises that God has made unto you. Can you please stand up? Hallelujah. I need you to stand up. I need you to stand up. And I just will just talk to the Father at this moment. Who glory? I just need you to talk to the Father. If you lack patience, you're going to be praying now. If you lack faith, you're going to be praying now. If you're already weak and discouraged about certain things, now be restored. Pray for that restoration. Pray for that spirit, like I said before. For that spirit of restoration coming back again to the place of saying, I stand by what God says and I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be discouraged. Begin to talk to the Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.